welcome to the Pick and Roll podcast. You join us for episode 11. And uh, this is a pretty big episode because um, it's actually my last episode here before I go to India. Um, I'm going there for two weeks uh, after this week uh, ends. And so as a result, this is kind of my last live recorded episode. Um, over the next three weeks, we're going to have a lot of big news, but we'll save that to the end. Right now, let's just let's just get into the show. Um, of course, we're the podcast by the Hoopers and for the Hoopers. Um, I'm your host, Zafir, and uh, with me is Harvard today. What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? And so, um, as usual with our new tradition, uh, the best number 11 in NBA history. For me, this was relatively easy. Um, it, it's Clay Thompson. The greatest shooter. The second greatest shooter. The second shooter. greatest shooter. Is behind Curry. Yeah. Uh, one of the Splash Bros, man. Yeah. One of the Splash Bros. The original the original second member of it. Yep. Uh, three championships, 19.3 points per game. Career 42% three-point shooter. Now, I didn't know that. How many points did he score in one quarter? He has, he has a record 37 points in one quarter. Yeah. Uh, also has a record for three-point shots in a game uh, with 14. Achieved in three quarters of action. That's, that's 14 made shots, not 14 attempts. 14 made it. And it was on like 60 or 70% shooting, if I can remember correctly. And, and he took maybe, what was it, like nine dribbles total? Oh, no, you're thinking of 60 points in 29 oh, minutes where he took yeah. 11 dribbles. Where he took 11 So this is, all, this is all clay. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say what you want about, oh, he was on a super team. He showed up. He did. He showed up. And on top of that, he was also a great defensive player. He played but, his role, man. Played right. his role. He, the Warriors asked him to be a two-way, uh, two-way guard, just to shoot the ball mm-hmm. and play defense. Yeah, it doesn't ask for the ball. Didn't complain when he started losing shots to took, Katie took and Curry. A, t- took a salary cap uh, mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. And now, now he got rewarded for that. You know, with that big extension. Yeah. Although I wish he had been in the All NBA team because then yeah. he would have had two hundred and ten million instead of what he had yeah. now. You know. Um. But anyways, as we as we always go on our tangents, uh, let's just let's run the play. Uh, so we thought this episode we're gonna go with the season outlook now, considering that All Star Weekend is kind of over now. Uh, quick recap, by the way, Team LeBron won as predicted after Anthony Davis split a pair of free throws to win the game. Yeah, uh, missed the first and made the second, and apparently missed it on purpose to make it harder on himself. Apparently, yeah, I don't believe that. I, no, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, and then as well, we had the dunk contest which was controversial in its own right and would require a whole episode, I think, to really dive into it. Yeah, there was a lot of stupid stuff that happened. A lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know what? I think Derek Jones and uh, Aaron Gordon deserve 50s for all of their last dunks. Yeah, I, the, they should have done the, the two trophies. Yeah, they could the, have given co-trophies. Or one of the, one of the uh, announcers and one of the narrators said, uh, there should be a trophy laying around somewhere. Exactly, there has to be. And on top of that, like if you let them just keep playing or keep dunking, I mean, you never know what dunk you're gonna get. Yeah. Because when Zach and Aaron Gordon were competing all those years ago, we didn't expect Gordon to like vault over a mascot or on a hoverboard. <laughs> yeah. Or Zach Levine to like windmill from the free from throw the line. From the free throw line. Or a lob from the free throw or line. Or through the legs from the free throw line. Which is what he showed on his Instagram, if I'm not no, mistaken. No, 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 no. That was a 360. Right. That was a 360 from the free throw line. So we don't know what other dunks could have come out of that. Remember, Blake Griffin dunked over a car. A lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of these dunkers are so creative and they don't pull out stuff in front of people or in games. Like, like in high school, I see a lot of high school players 
during warm-ups pulling stuff out of their bag that they don't do in-game, like Zion did. Exactly. And by the way, speaking of Zion, that um, that rookie competition, the Rising Stars game, that was, that was really entertaining. Yo, Ja and Zion on the same team, man. That's insane. The, that that uh, half-court lob? Yeah, I, I quote, Ja said, Zion, go catch this lob. Yeah. Go and, catch this lob. And even that... um. What the through the legs one that yeah. was like super super at the, inaccurate at the at the end especially when it turned into a dunk contest yeah rest didn't even call double dribbles travels no. whatever and I like that that's yeah. respect because you know what at the end of the day the guys competed for 46, 47 minutes yeah so at the end of the game fuck it go and have a good time put on a show for the fans bro they were cheering so loud even though Zion missed all of his dunks which yeah. by the way were really good dunks like really it's good just, dunk attempts it's just like if you notice he because of his weight and because of his size now. He can't do those dunks anymore because he's not flexible enough exactly. to, to get it through his legs or jump high enough and get it through his legs or behind his back or whatever the dunk might be. Yeah. He's just not flexible enough. His legs can't take it. And on top of that, like, you know, he's only been in, uh, like, getting NBA experience for the last 12 to 13 games, yeah. 11 games before the All-Star break. And that was his first time playing in back-to-back nights because the yeah. Pelicans had a game right before the Rising Stars game yeah. the night before. So to see... Zion at least be doing that much. Yeah. It really impresses me. Um, and then last thing is um what well, the the last competition was the three point shootout and the all um skills competition. Yeah. Those are not the ones that everyone focuses on. No. Honestly, it's just the dunk contest, the three point contest. Yeah. And I mean the skills game. competition was really fun because Bam won it. I didn't realize he could be such a good pull up three point shooter. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't shoot too many threes. In hasn't game. attempted that many. No, he hasn't. Um, but he's shown the capability. Clearly, if they need him to make it, he'll he'll shoot them. Yeah. And then as for the three point contest, I think the entertaining part was the comeback victory at the end. You know, like, the the comeback victory, I respect. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like those guys were all really good shooters. Yeah, they, and they were... performed at a high level. Yo, I wish Dame was in it, man. I wish. Yeah, man. And, bro, first-round scores were above 25. Yeah. First round. That's insane, man. Nothing compared to last season. I also like the addition of the, the deep threes. Yeah. Right? Where I, really, I, really like, I really like how they changed the All-Star game. How they did the last quarter to be uh, a game up to a certain set point. Yeah, it's a pickup now. It's pickup. And th- that's, when, that's when it got so competitive. I haven't seen... That I much that intensity. I haven't seen that intensity since 2016 finals, man. Bro, but like even just in an All Star game in general. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time where I saw players compete for the whole time. Yeah. Like in the fourth quarter, you expect some level of competition for yeah. sure. But for 48, or I guess in this case 36 plus whatever it took to get to the 24 points. Yeah. I respect. Yeah, mad respect for that. Yeah, I think the final score set was 157. Yeah, and just and like just saying. LeBron, all those a uh, few years ago, I think it was two or three years ago when the All Star Game came to LA. Yeah, and he he set the tone of we're gonna compete. After that, the All Star Game changed. Yeah, it did. And then to, and then today, where they changed the rules, I guess last week in this case. Yeah, where they changed the rules and the guys took it more seriously. Look how much better the ratings were. Yeah, exactly. It just made it more competitive and it made it a lot more fun. And so as a result, the NBA benefits at the end of the day. Yeah, and and a lot of charities benefited as well. Right, $300,000 went to charity. Yeah. So shout out to the NBA right there. They fixed yeah. the All-Star game. 
Yeah. After it was like really like in a bad state. It was, yeah. Like I, I think it was either 2016 or 17 where there was literally nothing to watch. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. In 2018, I didn't even bother watching the All-Star game. Yeah, there there have been times where I missed it, but yeah, when just, you when you found out eventually that they started to compete, you're like, okay. Yeah, like I think 2018 was the first year that they competed. Actually, was it? Yeah, yeah, because that was the year LeBron went to the to the finals as a member of Cleveland. And yeah, he was wearing a Cleveland jersey during that. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, but anyways, so All Star Weekend was good. I think I give the overall weekend right now like an eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, the dunk contest just kind of ruined it for me. I, I that's why I was gonna say I was gonna bring it down to a seven. I, I wouldn't even bring it up to an eight. I just I have too much respect for the com- the competitive element. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was really just a competitive weekend. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, All Star Weekend was about basketball. Yeah. You know, so I I gotta put some respect on that. And so, um, moving on, we wanted to do a season outlook for uh, teams now. Considering that there's only thirty games left for most teams and kind of around there for the others, um, teams are starting to figure out what they want to be the remainder of the season how they want to let things play out um and moves to make moving forward long term yeah and every team is just setting the tone for the playoffs now because there's less than what 40 less than 40 games now yeah we're down to like 30 to 35 games left depending on which team you're looking at yeah um the bucks actually today uh we're recording this on sunday night set an nba record for fewest wins to clinch a playoff spot yeah so uh, they, they only or have soonest time they have they have only eight losses the, on the season. Which is insane. And how many wins do they have? I think that they're like 49 40, wins. 48, 49, 50 wins, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Who knows, man. But honestly, like I think once they clinch first seed, it's the the mood is going to change. Giannis yeah. is going to play a lot less games. If he plays games, he's going to play a lot less minutes. He's just going to pull a Kawhi, man. Load management. But see, at the end of the day, like that's okay for me at that point. Yeah, because they've solidified that right. first seed. Right. You showed me that you worked hard. Now you take a break before playoffs start because now you got to put in double the work. Yeah. Um. But anyways, let's 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 bring it on to Eastern and Western Conference. I thought we'd pick two teams, um, and make make each of our own wishes on it. Um. So where do you want to start, man? East or West? Let's start East. Go East. I right. don't get enough credit. Facts. Big yeah. facts. Eastern Conference is actually really really fun this year. Apart from the seventh and eighth seed and having it, negative records and and a lot of injuries. Yes. I think there's a lot more players injured in the East than it is in the West. But even then, in the West, there's so many injuries. Yeah. Like, look at Portland themselves. Yeah. Most of their starters have been injured. Like, almost all of their starters have been injured for some period of time. Yeah, exactly. Apart from Carmelo Anthony, who signed late, and Hassan Whiteside, who really doesn't play injury-type basketball, I would say. He's an interesting player. Let's he's, just yeah, he's up that. and down. He's up and down. Um, so, going back to the Eastern Conference here, mm-hmm. let's start with Philly. Okay. You know, Philly's been raising a lot of headlines lately, um, but not for the reasons that they want to. Um, jo- Joel and Ben are being criticized for the way that they don't seem to work together. Yeah. Um, and their effort in general is being criticized. Brett Brown is under a lot of pressure right now, and for good reason. Yeah. With with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on the same team, just before they hit their prime, there is no excuse. So it's it's not even. It's not even about them being on the same team. It's just the players that they're going up against, the teams that they're going up against, the competitiveness and the talent that's on the court every night. It's reached another level. Yeah, it's just a step up from last year's era. Right. Right, because it's 2020 now. It's a different mindset. But then again, they're 25 and 2, 26 and 2, something, some ridiculous number. Yeah, 26 and 2. 26 and 2 on the road. Or sorry, at home. Um, And so on the road, their record 
declines massively. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like a direct uh, opposite. And is this going to carry out into playoffs as well? And that's the thing. So my wish then was, I think if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, or I, I guess even player at this point, three lucky road games is all you need to make the NBA Finals at this point. Yeah. Even if you finish as the fifth seat and you're not the favored, uh, if you're not the home court advantage team in each series, if you just get one road game win and win all of your home games, which you've clearly shown the ability to do, yeah. you can make the NBA Finals. That not only secures Brett Brown's job. Yeah. Like, if they make the finals, Brett Brown is keeping his job. Yeah. And also, Brett Brown isn't... He's not, he's not a bad, a bad coach. coach. Like, no. I'm not, I got a lot of love for Brett Brown. Yeah, he's same. stuck it out through a lot of tough times. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to expect results at some point. Yeah. Right? And you have two of the best players in the league on the same team. Right. The most dominant center in the league. Right. Right? And one of the... Arguably the best point guard, position-wise. Yeah. Right. Because Ben plays such good defense and is such a yeah. good passer that like they didn't really design the team to work around his abilities. Yeah. They just wanted to load up on talent. And yeah. Houston's done that for a long time. It hasn't worked for them in recent years. When uh, when they when they made that trade with the Celtics for Al Horford, I was really excited for that. I was. And yeah. it hasn't turned out no, particularly well. No, Al Horford he's just not fitting in well with the system. And we because we all thought he could play power forward because of his size. Yeah. What we realized is he played center for so long that as a veteran now in the league, you can't really ask him to do much else. Yeah, He has to be at the center position, but he's being paid so much, you can't make him your bench center. No, you can't. He's on like a $120 million deal, I believe, at yeah, this point. Yeah, he has to be a starter, man. Yeah, big money. Getting paid that much? Yeah. By the way, they let Jimmy Butler go to bring yeah. Horford and Tobias Harrison. Yeah. They're not using them in the right way. And even though they're not, they still can't produce. Yeah, right? exactly. Those players just aren't producing. Like, they have... All the talent in the world and size, by the way, on the on the roster, and they're just not putting it to use. Now, here's the thing, though: out of any team in the Eastern Conference, the best matchup for Milwaukee is Philly. Yeah, because they have the most size to stop Giannis, and they have the the best defense to stop the other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Ben can rush out to shooters. Josh Richardson can rush out to shooters. And the thing is. Uh, Joel Embiid for being a center he's a fast center mm-hmm. he can run so fast mm-hmm. up and down the court man mm-hmm. and in playoff intensity yeah. size wins out a lot yeah like big teams tend to do really well yeah like like the Lakers the Lakers are literally just stacking up on size at this point point. and I have that's why I have them winning the championship over the Clippers because yeah. I just think their size will win out at yeah the end. and then obviously playoff LeBron and all of that stuff and yeah. then similarly with these guys I want to see playoff Embiid playoff Ben Simmons yeah, that exactly. has to come alive. Like, like, what if Ben Simmons just starts popping off threes? Not even threes, man. Just fifteen foot jump shots. Yeah, just little fadeaways, post ups, post ups, anything. Right, because right now what's happening is because Ben's not shooting, Joel is. Yeah, and Joel's a better shooter than Simmons is at this point, but Joel is so good down low that I don't want him shooting. No, he shouldn't even be at the three point line. He should be posting up every possession. And that's what Shaq's been saying to him, is that just get down. Just yeah. go. And just aggressive. body everyone, because you're the strongest person in the league, man. Just exactly. use it. By the way, Joel Embiid was an all-star starter this year, despite his uh, two weeks before the all-star break missing yeah. a lot of games. Still was a, a starter. Um, and is probably the best under-26 player besides Giannis. Yeah, and, besides and, and Anthony Davis, I guess, as well. I'd put Anthony Davis over Joel at this point. Um, at this point, yeah. At this point. But, but skill-wise, skill-wise, I, I take Joel over AD. But not over Giannis. But not over Giannis. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so, 
back to the back to the point of the wish list. I think if they just win one road game in each of the first three series, they can win all of the home games. Yeah, and make it to the finals. Right, and as long as you make it there, you just give the guys valuable experience. Yeah, and also you got to put into consideration the intensity for the other teams. Right, exactly. Right? We have to see that, and we have yeah. to see how Milwaukee's role plays. So we got to see both both angles of the situation. Right. We don't know how Miami's going to produce in the playoffs either. Yeah. We don't know um, how, like, Eric Bledsoe and guys like that on yeah. Milwaukee And also, produce. like, the Nuggets, an on-and-off team. Yeah, in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference. Yeah. And even like, the Celtics, too. We don't know if their yeah. lack of size is really going to hurt them. Yeah. Playoffs. And just the effort level for some teams sometimes isn't there. For right. some games, there's, there's games where, like, your star player's off and your bench players can't do anything about it. Or your secondary player can't do anything about it either, mm-hmm. right? But it's the effort level that we can look at and say, yeah. like, okay, at least they're trying. Yeah. All right, your turn. Uh, your wish for the Philadelphia 76ers. I just want, like, like you mentioned, Joel and Ben need to work harder on working together on the court. Mm. And not being, not, being, not being just Ben Simmons or just Joel Embiid. They need to be Joel and Ben as a duo. Because it's the league of the duos now. Right, like you got LeBron, sacrifice, like you got compromise, like you got like you got LeBron and AD. Mm -hmm. they're basically the same player. It's just LeBron takes a lot more threes. Yeah, and by the way, LeBron has sacrificed. Yeah, a fair amount. People think, oh, he's leading the league in fourth quarter shots. He feeds Anthony Davis the most out of any player feeding his team in the league by like thirty assists to Anthony Davis. Yeah, and by like and in terms of passes between two players, LeBron's up by nearly fifty. Yeah, that's a lot of passes. I. Honestly, I consider Joel and Ben as the Eastern Conference, LeBron, LeBron and AD. They could be. It's just Ben needs to step it up, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think Joel is the problem. I think it's Ben. Because Joel is having to adapt around what Ben is doing. Yeah, because if, if Ben did the opposite, it would be so much easier for Joel. Mm-hmm. And Ben as a point guard adjusting, it would be a lot easier. The transition transition would be a lot easier. Exactly. So then, for us, it's just, if Ben and Joel can work together, like on your wish, mm-hmm. they'll make my wish come true and win three road games. Yeah. That's all they need. Because we've seen, like, one or two players carry an entire team through a playoff series almost every year. LeBron. Kawhi led his team all the way to the finals. LeBron's done it eight times in a row, nine times overall. Yeah. Um, and has won series in which his players don't score less, or don't score more than 15 points a game themselves. Yeah. The only player to ever do that. So, it is what it is for them. Um, but they, I, they can make some real big noise. They can. And if they, if they make it to the finals, doesn't matter if it's the Clippers or the Lakers, that's a tough series. It is. Especially because Joel, he's so versatile. He could pass, he could shoot. Not consistently, but he can still shoot. It's still a threat. Mm-hmm. He has that post up. He can dunk, catch lobs, mm-hmm. do everything. He could pass as mm-hmm. a big man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really important. And let's be real. If the Lakers face them, at some point, Anthony Davis is going to have to face Joel. Yeah. Like, I don't care if Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center. JaVale's not going to stop Joel No, Dwight Howard isn't either. No, because they're too small or too skinny. Yeah. And Anthony Davis has a defensive acumen to make an effect on that. And just because the Lakers have Markeith Morris now... Doesn't mean... Doesn't make a difference. Everything. It's still on LeBron and AD to do a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, because um, they are the glue of the team. And the leaders. And the leaders of the team. And so, you know what, we'll get to the Lakers later in the Western Conference, because I got, ooh, I got some things to say about them. Mm. But um, staying in the East, let's go to the Brooklyn Nets. I'll let you go first on your wish on this one. Okay, so, they, next season, they'll be really, really good, because Kyrie will be back, because Kyrie's out for the season, not because of shoulder injury. 
KD will be there. And KD's the second best player in the league. Arguably the best player in the league. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep. Mixed in with Kyrie. Kenneth and Katie. Joel Harris. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, all these players. They're all top caliber players. It's Torian just, Prince. They just need to show out. Yep. They just need to make noise. Yep. That's all it is. That's now. it. And, and Kyrie, he needs to... Kyrie need to stop stop fucking around. Yeah. Like, at the, like, I'm tired of making excuses that it might be an injury or it might be something mental. At some point or another, you are a leader on a yeah. team. And, and you're the one who asked to leave the Cavs. Exactly. And you said, I want to be a leader of my own team mm-hmm. and not live under somebody else's legacy. Mm-hmm. You're not, not showing it. Not to mention that you called LeBron while you were with the Celtics and publicly told everybody that you apologized for for being a bad leader because you didn't think it was that hard. You basically told the whole world that leading your young guys is hard. Listen, they made the conference finals without you. Yeah. And right now the Celtics are looking really good with Kemba in your place. Yeah. And losing Al Horford, by the way. Yeah. And Al Horford was an insane player for the Celtics, man. He just worked with Brad Stevens' system so well. Right. So at some point, Kyrie's got to tighten this shit up. But like going back to your wish, what were you going to say? I, d- I just need them to be healthy. Yep. If they're healthy, they might, they'll might they make a deep playoff run, right? And they'll get a really good draft pick. And then they can come back even stronger next season. And then the season after that, and the season after that, if Katie decides to stay and Kyrie decides to stay. Well, yeah, exactly, right? It depends on now how long they want to go into their contract because nowadays you never know if a player is actually going to play and, out the full thing. And, and what if the same thing happens like for the Sixers? Joel and Ben don't work. What if KD right. and Kyrie don't work? Right. Right? Like, they they might be really good off-court off, off court friends, but, but on, on the, the court, court. <laughs> it's just, it might not work. It's Because the way Kyrie plays and the way Ky- KD plays, what, are they gonna, just going to run pick and pops all day? I mean, honestly, they could. And they it could, would be, but... It would be like a top-five offense in the league. Yeah, but, like, it, it's not... It's not a foolproof plan. And it's not playoff successful. No, it's, it's not. not. Like, like, yeah, Kyrie will get to the lane no matter what. KD will knock down any shot at the three, but can you really keep it up for a whole season for 82 games plus playoffs? Right. And so then, then I got to ask you with this wish. Let's say Kyrie and KD are healthy and they play 65 games. Together? Because they're both recovering from injury. Okay. So they, bo- they each play 65 games. Some of those include playing with each other. Some of those obviously is one guy playing and the other guy not. Okay. Right? You you stagger their games and minutes. Yeah. How many wins, number one, do you think they can get next year? And how deep do you expect them to make for the playoff? Number? Honestly, okay, so if it does work out, mm-hmm. KD top three player in the league. Top two in my opinion. Okay. Kyrie, top five point guard in the league. Uh-huh. Right? When healthy. When in playing right really, really state. good. In the right mind state. Mm-hmm. Right? Honestly, I think they can make it to conference finals. I and then, and then, and then, go to the finals if they really, really get lucky in the conference. No, still, so I, I want to see what Sixers do with Joel and Ben. Right? Will they? Will they get rid of someone? Mm-hmm. But what if that works out? Yep. Right. And then again, if Giannis does consider leaving the Bucks next year, is the year that they can offer him that contract <laughs> extension. Yeah. So if he gets a foot out the door, his effort level will probably decrease just off of that mental strain itself. Yeah. Um. Well, I like that wish. I like that. Uh, but honestly, I think they can make a conference finals. Mm-hmm. But but see like like Philly, it's so hard with Philly because it's either they're gonna work or they're not. They're it's unpredictable. Not, yeah, they're so unpredictable. Yeah, their ceiling is so high. Their yeah. ceiling is a championship team this year. 
Yeah. Like, their ceiling is legitimately a championship. Yeah, if you look at their roster on paper, they are a championship team. Yeah. They will win the chip on paper. Yeah. But the way they're playing on the court... And that's the problem. Yeah. So, it now we'll have to see how Brooklyn makes that work next year with the changes made by Philly and yeah. Milwaukee. But, like, seeing videos of KD shooting, mm. the shot's there, man. He's By the way, he has changed his form. He has. He's favoring that right leg still, and I think that's why they're not playing him... Or even talking about playing him. Yeah, he's, he's just not even trying to come back yeah, right now. Because he learned his lesson. After he tried to come back early last year, Yeah, he, he, just, he just doesn't want to risk it, I think. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But if he does that Kawhi shit, where after like three three years after the injury and no re-injury, you're fucking, you're still missing 20 games a season? Now, now I'm tired. No, you got I'm tired of that excuse. Screw that load management shit, mm-hmm. man. Honestly, like I was, I was listening to the, the KG... Uh, all podcast, the smoke. All right. the smoke. Shout out all the and, smoke again. And, uh, and KG said, what's all this load management bullshit? Like, if they had no load management back in the day, it'd be so different. And the thing is, like, playing through injury, as painful as it is, and as risky as it is, is part of the thrill of sports. Yeah. Like, LeBron playing at the age of 35, that's fun because we didn't expect his body to be able to do that. Yeah. Anthony Davis playing more games than he has up to this point in the season. Yeah. That means a lot because he's playing through injuries. Same thing with Joel. Yep. He's playing through injuries. Right. And so I like I'm not saying that a player should put their life on the line and put their body on the line all the time during the regular season. But but you shouldn't miss more than twelve games. No, you unless shouldn't. You're, unless I feel, you're legitimately I feel, injured. I feel like season. I feel like because of load management, there's a lot less injuries in the league. But here's the thing. The, we've said this so many times that injuries are the theme of the season. Yeah. So I don't think injuries are, like, solely down to, okay, how many minutes, how many games, yeah. injury history. It's, a lot of it is circumstantial. Yeah. Do you land the right way? Yes or no, sometimes it's a 50-50. Yeah, you never know when you're in midair, you yeah. can't control it. Yeah. You can get bumped, like, I was playing basketball last week, and someone bumped me while I was in midair, and I got whiplash on my back. Yep. That happened to Ben Simmons, strained his back doing a similar thing, going for a hook shot. Yeah, and uh, an unexpected bump. Which yep. he wasn't expecting, and he hurt his back. And the worst case is like someone like Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, and takes one bad step. And one bad step. It didn't even look like a bad step. No, it didn't. And it put him out for the rest of the season. Yeah, torn Achilles. ACL or ACL, right? Yeah, torn Achilles ACL. was the year before. Yeah, Achilles and was quad the year as well. Yep. Uh, and none of those were contact injuries. And like, look at look at Derrick Rose for example. He right? had to change his play style. Like he changes his play style, and now he lands right. And look what he's doing. Exactly. And so I don't like this load management thing. I understand the science behind it, but I like I just don't think it's the only reason why so many players get injured. Yeah. Um. As for my wish for the Brooklyn Nets, you know what? I've I've come to terms with the fact that Kyrie and KD are just not not around for the season. No. And they not shouldn't this try to come back even if Kyrie somehow makes no, a miracle Ky- recovery. Kyrie, honestly, with any surgery, yeah, just any out. major surgery, just stay out for the whole season. Right. right? Like even with Seth. I don't think I don't understand why he's coming back. I understand why. I just don't agree with that. I think they just want him to like get rhythm, and just I think Steph just honestly wants to play. Yeah, I think he's just bored honestly. I, and it's it's a broken hand. It's not like a it's it's a freak injury and not one of those where you're wor- uh, risking re injury right away. Yeah. Right. If yeah. you tear your Achilles, you take it really slow. Yeah. You take it nice and slow. You take. If you break a bone. No. It's you, a freak accident. Like like Paul George. Look what happened to Paul George. That, that Team USA injury? Yeah. The freak accident. Mm. He could not have controlled that. But when he came back, he was fine in terms of not re-injuring 
Yeah, well, because because he he rested, right? right? And right. he rehabilitated, right? And he exercised, and he strengthened the muscles around that were damaged, right? But then two so- shoulder surgeries later, because yeah. of those like micro tears or whatever it was that was causing him problems, I don't remember what it was. I think it was his rotator cuff. I'm not sure. Or something like that. He he's been dealing with the with injuries like that the whole year. Yeah. And so, see, that's where I understand load management. When I can visibly see that there are injuries that are bothering the player. Yeah. Even, even uh, Patrick Beverly's uh, hamstring. Yeah, see, look, like, one really good example this season, Zion. Right. Right? That makes com- that, that makes so much sense. Cause Meniscus tear and really young, you don't want to ruin his career. Exactly. So load management makes sense. Right. No matter what the public says. It's just, this. it's being taken too far. Yeah. Again, I don't mind if you miss 12 games a year. You play 70 games, I'm happy. Yep. Um, but you also got to realize, LeBron is 35. Uh, LeBron's another thing. LeBron's an anomaly. Uh, like, really, honestly, what, like name another player in any sport, like like in any team sport, that has survived at this level the way LeBron is. And playing at, playing at the that intensity yeah. and that pace. Yeah. By the way, LeBron's like one of the all-time leaders in minutes. And by the time that he's done his career, will be the all-time leader in minutes for any um, yeah. part of the season. Season postseason. Honestly, finals, honestly, whatever. I think I think I think he'll pass. Um, Kareem in scoring. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get we'll get to that after. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to the Lakers. Um, for now, I think with the Nets, because Kyrie's not going to be there, Spencer Dinwiddie's got to pick up the slack. In his last fourteen games, he's shooting less than thirty nine percent. So okay. for him stepping up, being a driving force in like just the team's effort on a night to night basis, produce a little bit but give more effort. It might turn what could be a four-game sweep in the first round to like a five or a six-game series. Yeah. Like even if it's against the Bucks or somebody, you can get a couple of lucky games. Yeah, you can. Especially at home. So, I th- I think honestly the Nets have a chance of extending the series to at least five games. Yeah. Just as long as Dinwiddie and Levert and all those other guys show up. Yeah, it's but just mainly Dinwiddie because also, Dinwiddie is the, the the substitute for Kyrie. Also, and these guys are really young guys. Really young. Spencer and Kenny Dinwiddie? Atkinson's a great coach. Yeah, he is. So I don't see why it can't happen. No. So like this is the thing. Like Kenny Atkinson's a great coach, and Dinwiddie's shooting less than thirty nine percent. Like one I, of those things is more blamable than the other. Like like I always say, why shoot one for five when you can shoot ten for ten? Why not give maximum effort? Mm-hmm. Just go out and hoop. Right. Just go out and hoop. Because the main goal is to get to the playoffs Facts. and get far in the playoffs. And what's the goal of basketball? To win. To win. Right. And you know what? Honestly, imagine this. They go to the first round, they lose to Milwaukee without Kyrie and KD. So unlike Kyrie with the Celtics when they went to the conference finals, those young guys are a little bit less overconfident yeah. the season following. Because they still feel the impact of a first round loss. Yeah. But they go back to the lab and they have at least another season of playoff experience on their belts. Yeah. And now they work with Kyrie KD as a tandem to be better next year. I just I just want to see like because Kyrie he's a standalone player. He doesn't work well with other stars. But then again, he doesn't work well on his own. He hasn't exactly he hasn't exactly. So so we have to we have to consider Kyrie not playing to his best ability. Yeah. Right because. But again, there's a higher there's a higher chance of it not working, yeah. Than it working. At this point, I agree. Right. At this point, because I agree. the the way Kyrie's like acting off the court and with the media, it's not helping. No, it's not, and mentally, it's damaging him. And if you look at it, man, KD's maintained silence a lot about the Nets themselves. Yeah. And he's really only talked about himself, which is okay. Yeah. Because he's putting himself on the line, 
not his team, and he's not discouraging anything that his team is doing. No. Kyrie said some discouraging things. Yeah, he did. And if I'm a young player on that team, that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And also, like, thinking about Kyrie, Kyrie's such a, like, a big impact on such, some players. Mm-hmm. and On us as fans, too. Yeah. And, and media members. Like, like as an example, uh, with Iguodala, uh, with the Grizzlies, when he said, right. I don't want to play with the young guys, and how did the young guys react? They took it as motivation. Though. Yeah, they took it as motivation, but not everyone takes it as motivation, though. And so that's what I need Dinwiddie, Levert, Harris, Allen. And all the all these young guys on the Brooklyn Nets to do. to do. Because if they do that and you combine that with Kenny Atkinson's coaching ability, yeah, it's fine if you get eliminated in the first round. That just shows that you're a devoted team. Yeah. Right? That's all you're showing. And that gives the guys a lot more confidence. And at the end of the day, everyone's playing the same game. Everyone has the same goal. Yeah. And it's a competitive league. Yeah, it is. So it's not... I'm not we're not saying this is easy. We're saying that they're capable. I, f- I think it's the most competitive it's ever been. It's the most honestly. competitive it's been for a long time. I wouldn't say the most competitive because the 80s between the Lakers and the Celtics and then the Pistons coming up, the Bulls coming up, and all of that and shit. And the Spurs. Right. Yeah. That that portion of the league, or even in the 60s between the Lakers and the Celtics again. Yeah, I guess. Right? Okay, but in this era. It's, yeah, it's, it's the, the most, most competitive, competitive it's ever been it's in the most this era. Com- it's the most competitive it's been since... The 90s. Honestly. Mm. Well, no, because even when the Celtics were formed, it wasn't like an overwhelming super team. Yeah, it's, with KG and Rondo. Right. It's I think it's the most competitive since the dynasty of the Warriors was formed. Because even when LeBron was in Miami, yeah, that was a crazy super team, but they were beatable. Yeah. They proved but I'm not that talking about I'm not I'm not talking about super teams, I'm talking about teams in general. How oh, yeah, competitive no. it is. Like team by team, yeah. Right? The league's like like barely ever been this like in uh, like five years ago, I would never see Denver Nuggets second seed. No, and actually right? making a legitimate case for uh, a championship. And game. the Grizzlies right now eight seed. I would never see that. Yeah, right. With a rookie leading it. Yeah, and exactly. a second year player as the second best player. Exactly. Right, Jaren Jackson. Shout out. He's doing real well. He is. It's just the the league. It's changed. It's changed so much. Mm-hmm. And we we said it at the beginning of the at the pilot episode. Perry. Yeah. Parity and injuries are the story of the season. Yeah. And it's proven to be true. Um, all right, moving to the Western Conference, the Western Conference, and probably the Championship Conference, let's be real. Yeah. Because really, like, the two LA teams are just, they're outpacing everybody. Yeah. Um, not in terms of regular season record, but in just, like, eye test. Like, yeah. when I watch the Bucks, I'm like, damn, Giannis is great, and that's about it. That's when it. When I look at the Lakers and the Clippers, I'm like, holy shit, how do you stop them? Because you have so and much. How do you score on them? Because you have too. so many players that can score, and they're so versatile. Yeah, between those t- four teams, or sorry, between those two teams, you arguably have four of the top ten players in the league. Yeah. In Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Yeah. Because let's let's be real, Paul George is a top ten player in the league. He is. When healthy, Paul George is a top ten player in the league. When healthy, top eight. Yeah. Not even top ten, top eight. And last year made uh, headlines as an MVP candidate. Really yeah. made some noise. I, 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 that surprised me mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it was real loud. So, I mean, I, I'm not really concerned about the Clippers at this point, to be honest. I think they're a really good team. They and are. I think overall, player for player, they're better than the Lakers. Yeah. They're on the best team again, player for player. Again, again, on paper, right. they're a lot better. But here's the thing. On paper, LeBron is still playing <clears throat> in regular season mode. And so regular season LeBron is nowhere near what playoff LeBron is. And yeah. the playoff LeBron is nowhere near finals LeBron. Yeah. So I know that LeBron's gonna step it up. For me, it's about 
It's about uh, Anthony Davis and uh, remaining healthy. So looking at their record right now, they're currently on pace to win 64 games. Okay. Um, you just take their winning percentage and apply it to the, the last uh, stretch of games. Yeah. Um, they're four wins ahead of Denver, and they've played two less games. So okay. they're they're winning at a at a much better rate. Yeah, they they have solidified that first seed right for the Western Conference. So they need to clinch that as soon as possible because yeah. the minute that they clinch that, now you can give LeBron an AD rest. Yeah. Now you only play them twenty four minutes a game because now it doesn't matter what your record is. Once you clinch first yeah. seed, you're fine. That's all that matters. And once they clinch playoffs, they can start like slowly lowering the minutes. Yeah. And then eventually, like the last ten games, I probably wouldn't play them. Honestly, yeah, I just sit him out. Right again, because they earned their right to sit him. Yeah, they earned it. They did. And Co- like for me, Kawhi Leonard hasn't earned the right to sit. No, not this year. Last year, I understood it. Last year, I was like, yeah, okay. Last year, he took the sixth to he the took, finals. Yeah, and you know what? He was twenty-two. He missed twenty-two games during the season, but it was like the year after his injury controversy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, one year, I'll give you the rehab. The year after, don't do this bullshit. No, don't pull this. Just, just play the stupid minutes, man. Exactly. But like, if he plays even 24, 25 minutes, I'm happy. Yeah. Plays twenty minutes even. Plays fifteen minutes. Yeah. Even. Don't sit him up for the whole game. Right. Right. And then again, if like Jalen Rose talked about it on ESPN, if you play really well as a player, and you beat a team in three quarters the way the Warriors used to, guess what? You can rest the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. And now you don't have to play that. You can ice your legs in the fourth quarter. Yep. And you're good. So, but then again, going back to this uh, uh, lit, uh, wish list, LeBron and AD need rest. At the end of the day, they just, they're going to need rest now. They're working, they're working overtime, man. LeBron is working double overtime. Yeah. And so, like, LeBron's under a lot of pressure to activate playoff mode and have that playoff mode be at an unreal level. I mean, but, so, so is AD. And that's what I'm getting to, because against the Clippers, guess who has the biggest mismatches? It's Anthony Davis, not LeBron. Yeah. Because LeBron's going to be facing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George mm-hmm. interchangeably. Yeah. Plus Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, uh, Montrez Harrell probably in stretches. Yeah. Right? So he's going to face a variety of matchups. I, wa- I want I want to see in the playoffs mm-hmm. how Markeith and Marquise Morris. Marcus, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Because yeah, again, the Lakers just signed Markeith. And he was kind of their, their only alteration at the trade deadline and buyout deadlines. Right? They haven't really done anything else. So, for the Lakers to move past the first two teams, I think LeBron being great can do it. LeBron being great and everyone else doing what they have to do, it's yeah. fine. Doing the bare minimum. Yeah. But for the Lakers to get past the Clippers, their biggest threat in the conference, it has to be AD. Like, AD has to average 30-12 and 12 for the series. Yeah. And that's not, even, that's not even out of his range. No, it isn't. Like, realistically, he can do it. Realistically, if AD put a hundred percent effort to every game, he's and a he walking. Soft. He, he's he's a he's a walking thirty five and fifteen. I yep. say, because in my opinion, as as a power forward, Anthony Davis's ceiling is better than Tim Duncan. That's yeah. his, that's his his peak, his all time best uh, case scenario, is to be better than Tim Duncan as the yeah. greatest power forward of all time. He has that skill level, mm-hmm. but right now he's stuck with guys like. Like guys that we we can't even probably name because he hasn't made a serious playoff impact, and when we see him play, he kind of plays soft. Yeah, he does. But also, we gotta realize it's his first season mm-hmm. with the Lakers, mm-hmm. and, a and he's had system. his fair share of injuries. Yeah, like he's coming from carrying a whole team, mm-hmm. 
And the only team in the playoffs to beat him is the Warriors. Yeah. So I have to put respect on that. Right. So, like, think about how he's going to play. Yeah. Right? If he only lost to the Warriors. Yeah. Right? It, it makes sense. And, by the way, like, he was great in those playoff series. It yeah, wasn't he was. because of him. No, it wasn't because of him. Um, for you, what was your wish for the for the Los Angeles Lakers? Honestly, I have no wish list for the Lakers because they're just a perfect team right now. That's fair. Especially with Marquise Morris having extra size now. They're just bulking up on size. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the day, they don't, like need anything to win but they should have they should things. yeah like they should have signed Derrick Rose oh they should have done anything to trade for Derrick Rose anything yeah except. they should have gotten Derrick Rose uh-huh. they should have gotten rid of a couple more players I, I thought like, like Cook and Troy Daniels yeah because they're just a waste of salary caps and not playing any minutes yeah, they're just sitting on the bench having fun. But the thing is, I really like that the uh, the Lakers, they have really good off-court chemistry. Oh, yeah. And they're always hyping each other up. Yeah, Anthony Davis said that anytime one player has an event, bro, everybody on the team shows up. Yeah. Like, birthday party, kids event, whatever. Yeah, everything. Everybody on the team is going there, and so I appreciate that. And didn't LeBron say this is the best chemistry he's ever had on a team? Yep, and he's been on some really, really good teams. Really yeah. close guys, right? So yeah, I think I think just LeBron at this stage in his career is so mentally um, engaged, and is like has learned so much about the league and how to be a good leader, that now he's in that position that D Wade used to be in. Yeah, right with yeah. LeBron. That first year, LeBron didn't know if he was the leader or not. D Wade after that year told him, and yeah. Fizz said that LeBron had the most serious look on his face that he's ever seen. Yeah, and said, "I, that's going." And that's when something clicked in LeBron's head. And that's scary, man. Because when LeBron clicks, it's a wrap. It's a whole wrap. So, but then, you know, moving... So, the Los Angeles Lakers are a championship contending team. Yeah. Moving on to a team that's really fighting for a playoff spot right now. Portland. They're right now, honestly, I'll tell you what. LeBron's my favorite player in the league overall, and of all time. Damian Lillard's my guy. Damian Lillard's the guy that I, I like... I'm rooting for the most on a nightly basis. When I watch him, I'm like, go get that shit. Yeah. Go it's just, kill it's it. just cause It's just because that... What was that run? Old, old school. 48 and all, what? 40, 48 and 10. 48 like, and 10 run. Well above 50% shooting, like super efficient. Like, it's going to be so hard in the playoffs. If they make playoffs, it's going to be hard shutting down Damian, Damian Lillard, man. Because if he heats up... And he was making you, a lot of those contested and every, and ones. And everyone saw what he did to OKC. To Paul George, series. I quote, Paul George said, that's a bad shot. Yeah. But yeah. Did, it, did it go in? Nope. And Damian Lillard led the league in the playoffs and the regular season that year yeah. in shots beyond 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, so, Curry that's, was in the league at the time. Just saying. It's just, Damian Lillard is so under, underrated, man. Underrated. And that's why I like him, because he plays that old school kind of, yeah, I got a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Fuck yeah. with me. Yeah. Fuck with me. Yeah. I dare so, you. Exactly. And so for me, the wish for them doesn't even involve really like anyone else except for Lillard. He yeah. just has to be healthy. Yeah. If he's healthy and keeps like that same energy, that same noise making attitude. Yeah. They, he just needs his other guys to do what they normally do. Yeah. Because right now, CJ having a down year hasn't affected the Trailblazers. It's the no. injuries. Yeah. It's really the injuries. Yeah. Like everyone on their starting lineup right now, except for Whiteside and Melo. Yeah. Injured. Yeah. But Melo's old. Right. And, and was signed late. And uh, Hassan Whiteside, he's just it's Hassan. It's a uni- it's a unique case. Yeah. Sure. I don't like 
I honestly, I want to say something insightful and make some commentary, but I don't know how like, to evaluate it. Like, even, even on Miami, he was still all on and off. He would, by the way, when he was in Miami, there was one point in the season where we would talk about him as possibly the best center in the league. Because he could average four blocks a season. Yeah, because he's, he's quick, he's strong, uh-huh, he's right? physical. Long arms. Yeah. Long Even though he might, be, he might be a little short. No, he's, he's well above seven feet, man. He's like seven one. Is he actually? Yeah. He just doesn't play like it. Yeah, because on the so, court, whenever I watch Miami, he, he, he plays like he's like... He plays like a 6'10 guy. Yeah, yeah, like, he honestly. Doesn't, he doesn't want contact, tries to shoot too many jump shots at times. His free throw shooting is really getting worse. Isn't he shooting 50%? Somewhere around the there. season. No, 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 no. Didn't we check? It was... Uh, it was between 50 and 60%, I think. Yeah. But he, overall in his career, he's been like a up-and-down three-point shooter Yeah. on very, very low attempts. Yeah. So I don't trust it. Only... Uh, no, so if he makes one more three this season, he'll hit a career high at three makes for, in the, for, for the season. whole season. Yeah. yeah. So, although, take in, he had a season with the Miami Heat where he attempted like 11 or 12 a game and only made... Two. Or sorry, only 11 or 12 for the whole season and made two for the whole season. And only made two. Right? So, for me, like, you know what? A streak of good shooting games from those role players, like um, Gary Trent Jr., Anthony Simons... I'm, I'm naming guys that you, like, it's hard to even know who they are. Yeah. This is the guys that they're depending on. Yeah. So I know Lillard's going to be great. I'm not worried about that. I think CJ can pick it up. I'm not too worried about that. Although the fact that he has a lower player efficiency rating than Whiteside right now is deeply concerning. I, I think he'll pick it up playoffs. Like, PR's not a perfect stat, but... But it's still there. It's just like, it's just uh, like... It's concerning. Yeah. It's concerning. But, hey, they're only three and a half games out of the eight seed. The Grizzlies hold the eight seed right now, and they're a super young team. Yeah. They, they're they liable to fall out of that. Uh, honestly, honestly, I, I really think Grizzlies might take it. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like Portland and the Grizzlies will make it. Mm-hmm. Someone will drop out. I feel like a team will go on a bad losing streak and will drop out. Well, it's not the Lakers. It's not the Clippers. It's not the Nuggets. It's no, not the Jazz. No. It's not the Rockets. It's, 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 the, it's the player. Sorry, it's the teams yeah. that are like sixth seed okay that look, are questionable look, let's let's just go through all of the teams in the western conference right now so we got what lakers, lakers denver clippers houston utah <laughs> okc see here's the thing with okc okc's iffy i don't know I man think... chris paul has proven i think chris paul has proven enough to me now that like that i i have them locked in for the playoffs now yeah okay okc's 10 10 wins up yeah they're good on portland they're good dallas but Luca's Luca's just unreal this but year. But like Kristaps, it's questionable with Kristaps. But even with Kristaps in and out of the lineup, yeah. Guess what? Luca's carrying. Luca's it still Luca's still dominating. And then like, what? Memphis is the only team left. Yeah. So that's why this eight seed so is really, really heavily contested. I really want Memphis in, but I really want Portland in. Because if we if the Lakers get first seed and the Portland Trailblazers are the eighth seed, that series is going to be electrifying. Yeah. Like I will watch. Pre-game, every minute, post-game, halftime show, quarter yeah. breaks, I'll, even though I would normally. But I'll, wa- I'll, I'll watch it more, somehow. I'll just be more entertained. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably yeah. be more into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think I think just getting good shooting games from their role players and CJ kind of picking up his slack is good enough. Lillard is yeah. going to do what he does. Honestly, and Melo? What, Mel- what if Melo pops off, man? Mello- Starts averaging like 25 in the playoffs? That'd be insane, man. I mean, Playoff Melo? I mean, it's not out of it's not out of his range. No, it isn't. It's just you got to put in the effort, man. Exactly, and who knows? This might not be Melo's last year either. Honestly, he hasn't he hasn't said anything about it yet. Nope. 
So we'll 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 see and find out. But uh, wish two coming from you. What do you got for the Blazers? The Blazers. It's just Damian Lillard, man. He can't burn out. Yeah. If he, he, br- if, he if he if he starts to burn out, then Portland has no chance. You know what's funny, man? The Harden's already burning out. Yeah, he is. I called it. I yeah, called that did. shit. I'm like, yo, he's gonna burn out. He did. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He can't hold that pace. No. And I, you know what? I like. I heard the reports of him probably averaging forty points a game in November and December, and I was like, if he does that, he's gonna have nothing left in the playoffs. Yeah. But it's not even March yet. Exactly. And we're already talking about Harden looks tired. Yeah. Harden doesn't look like he's trying. Westbrook's having to do the lifting. Yeah. And so. Don't don't get us wrong. Harden's an amazing oh, player. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah, it's just the end of the season. Right. He's just letting off. But is that is that Harden or is that Mike D'Antoni's coaching system? Yeah, is it is it just Harden resting and playing with their mind? Right. Playing the, mind games or the playoffs is where Harden has to make or break it now. Like yeah. we already know as a regular season player, Harden's one of the greatest. Harden is one of the greatest, man. Yeah, he's like he's he's that Carl Malone type where he can just put up ridiculous numbers. Yeah. But Malone made it to the finals yeah. and gave Jordan a run for his money. Like See, look, really put foots in Jordan for so a while. with the, with the, with Houston, it's it's so awkward now because they don't have a true center or any kind of big man in general. Yeah, they don't have a player. Tyson over... Chandler is their big guy. Tyson and he comes Chan- off the bench and he's old. Yeah. So in their starting lineup, they have no one above six six or six seven. Yeah, and when the the, the the day they traded Clint Capella, PJ Tucker started. Yeah, and PJ Tucker is now their starting five. Yeah, he he's, he's like six five. <laughs> Robert Covington's taller than that. Yeah, and well, I mean, I wouldn't depend on Covington for center. rebound either. But so they they clearly said we're going all in on this notion of we're gonna shoot threes as many times as we can. And if we shoot 100 and make 40, that's still 120 points. So yeah. you'll have to outscore us. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Because at the end of the day, you know what? This is going to be a really, really great postseason. Like, I have a really great feeling about this. It's just the Lakers are too dominant, man. They are. The Lakers, and then Philly needs to get their shit together. Yeah. And then who knows what could happen after that. Like, bro, think about when Kemba's on the court for the Celtics, how dominant that team is. With yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as yeah. a duo, it's that unreal. shit's scary, man. Because they're so unreal. they're just they're just dogs on the court, man. And here's the thing, like I totally agree with you, but at the same time, for Boston, like is size gonna affect them in the playoffs? Yeah, is lack of veteran experience gonna affect them? Because again, they're a really young team. Outside of Kemba, yeah. everyone on that team is like under twenty seven. But, but Kemba's still pretty young in the league. Yeah, he's like, under thirty. Yeah, so there's still time to grow. Yeah. Right, and he's yeah. still on that team. How long is his contract? Contract four years? Three. Or f- it's a. It's a four. It's yeah. It's a four it's year a, deal. It's a four year deal with a one player option. It's a three plus one. Yeah. Yeah, three plus one. So, I mean, hey, you know what? I'm glad Kemba left Charlotte because he's he's put himself in a better place. Yeah. And he's working with talent that works with his play style too. See, look, and he like, plays for the best coach for small point guards, Brad Stevens. See, look, there's so many other players in the league mm-hmm. that can do that. That can leave trash teams like Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I always say it, man. Devin Booker needs to leave the Suns, yeah. go to a different team. He'll literally fit on any team. Throw him on any team, he'll do better. Yeah. And he'll, his his stats will go up. His but energy level will up. go up. Like, his efficiency's already gone up, and he's still on a bad team. Yeah, like, why aren't you leaving? I'll tell you why. Why? It's the money. It's the money, man. They can, like, the, the Suns can offer the most money to him because it's a hometown thing, right? Yeah, he, they're the team that drafted him, so they can offer him the most in the rookie extension. So he took that rookie extension, 
And then once that finishes, they can offer him like a five year deal, where whereas everyone else can offer him four. Yeah. And then they can offer him like five million, six million more a year by that time. Yeah. So we'll we'll see with him. I think honestly, if Devin Booker leaves Phoenix, Phoenix doesn't have a lot of hope left. Honestly, Phoenix. I don't understand why Phoenix Phoenix is a team anymore because for the past five years they have not longer than that since Steve Nash man yeah since Steve Nash and that Kobe Suns series I can't remember the Suns being a relevant team yeah they were great at the beginning of the season they had such a great start yeah they were what uh, they were like top of the league something they were, no they were like number one in the league for a little while yeah but you <laughs> but you even you said they won't hold out no because I do I trust all of their players not really. No. I trust Devin Booker because his efficiency is yeah, and way he's, higher. And he's proven that he can mm-hmm. do it and he can carry a team. Yeah. It's and when the team was playing well, he even put effort on the defensive end. He's like, okay, yeah, he did. I'll try. I'll start trying if we're all trying. Yeah. But then between him and Kelly Oubre, that's all of the offensive load. DeAndre Aiden's shooting too many mid ranges and Ricky Rubio cannot score. I don't know what DeAndre Aiden's doing with his career man too many jumpers why are you shooting you're a huge center that can dominate in the paint and his footwork is so good too like he showed it too yeah he's literally the modern day Shaq I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that far I mean but like the way he plays yeah the way he plays on fast breaks like the way he played in college so so the way he played in college the way he played in college it reminded me of a young Shaq yeah it, it reminded me of Shaq maybe I see that I think I see that more from like the standpoint of um, skill work, skill with footwork and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't see that in terms of the dominant attitude. Well, yeah, obviously not. No one can be as dominant as Shaq. No, but even attitude wise, right? Like, yeah, I don't see I don't see Aiden becoming a leader no. anytime soon. No, he's gonna have to learn a lot. Shaq was trusted in Orlando yeah. to work with Penny Hardaway on leading that team. Yeah, and you know what? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid look a lot like Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal right now. Yeah, so. Ben Simmons and but Ben is a healthier Penny Hardaway. Penny had injuries. Yeah, Penny Penny didn't uh, refuse to work with Shaq. He just couldn't get to work in the first place because of injuries. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Philadelphia is, it's just so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable, and you know what? So was so was this episode because we started talking about wish lists and then we end on, on just talking about basically every team. Yeah. Um, but we want to leave it on a high note, and we want to leave it on some news about the show. So, uh, first things first, as you know, like we got our first sponsorship uh, for this episode, as we mentioned at the beginning, uh, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. Because, you know what, we've been putting in a lot of work for this show. And a lot of hours. A lot of hours. I, I, and we love it. Yeah. Right? And we love the engagement that you guys are giving us as fans. So, shout out to all of you guys. You know, increasing our profile visits, increasing our follower count. You know, messaging us saying, yo, your podcasts sound amazing. Yeah. All of that stuff, we read it. We yeah. read it and we get inspired by it every day to do it again. We might not reply, but we see it. Facts. And it and it, it makes a huge difference. Facts. Um, but here's the thing. So I'm like I said earlier, I'm gonna be taking a trip to India um, as my sister is getting married, so congratulations to her. Um and as a result, we're gonna have to pre-record the next three episodes. And I'm one of those people that hates pre-recording. Yeah, because it has to be live. I want I want current, current events. I want it to be organic, I want it to be real. But unfortunately, you know what? With exam seasons right now, and with me going to India soon, it just it's not possible. So what we're gonna do is is we're gonna release three half an hour long specials for the next three weeks on three themes that we think have been prevalent in the league so far and will continue to show up in the league moving forward. Because you know, like this is now 
basically the home stretch. And so now we need to start thinking about what's going to matter in the playoffs. What's going to matter next season? Yeah. How's the summer even going to look? It's time for those two early reactions. Yeah. It's time. Um, but don't worry, the quality will never will never dip down because no, at the end of the day, not. regardless of if it's pre-recorded or not, we're putting in the work. So, anyways, uh, great great things are coming to the show. Yeah. Great great changes are going to come to the show, and it's going to help us out in the long run. We're hoping. Yeah. All we need is for you guys to stay hooping and stay engaged. Yeah. Go on our Instagram, PNR Podcast. Yeah, you know what, man? You you do a lot of the social media work. Basically, all of it at this point. Yeah. Why don't you just get on the mic and tell us about it? On social media, we post a lot of like on Instagram. We do a lot of Instagram polls, a lot of questions, and we we bring that onto the show all the time. And your feedback, and we always we always say we we're gonna have a question at the end of every episode. Go on Instagram, DM us. We see everything. Follow us. Yeah. Shout it out! Shout it! Shout it out! Tell us! Tell your friends about it! Tell your family about it! Because this is this is going to be the change in sports media. Yeah. That everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. We don't care about the NBA drama as much. We don't care about off court actions. What we care about is what happens on the basketball court. And so, if you're a real hooper, like we've been saying, we're by the hoopers and for the hoopers. Listen to a podcast made for that. Yeah. Um. By the way, just to mention quickly, we did post a, a poll today. Um. If you guys have been active on it, we thank you so much. Because we love we love reading through answers and then debating it ourselves. Yeah. Um, so the question was, which Western Conference team will win the fight for the eighth seed? So I have Portland in the eighth seed to finish off the season. Who do you have? I, ha- I had the Grizzlies. I even responded to that. I said the Grizzlies. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Looking back on it. Uh, I'm seeing some answers for both for some other teams as well. So we don't we don't know what's going to happen. But hey, it's a it's a tight race in the Western Conference. It is, man. And it's a tight race for the title too. It's it's a, it's just a competitive league, man. Exactly. And so, um, stay hooping, stay listening, follow at PNR Podcast. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Big big things are coming after I come back from India. Yep. Um, we'll catch y'all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys next time.